0: Season 1, Episode 25, Pete Kingman, Bible Story Evangelism, Psalm 91, 1-16. Through 16. Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him, And honor Him. With long life will I satisfy Him. And show Him my salvation. Psalm 91. I like to tell you why I picked this to be one of my memory verses. And I've got so many now that I'm kind of doing uh, about half of them a day. Or at least I started that this morning. We'll see. Maybe I'll do the other half tonight. And just do half in the morning and half at night. That's probably what I should do and keep doing them all every day. But anyway, um, I'd heard that my grandmother, my sister told me that my grandmother, it was family lore, that my grandmother, my dad's mother, read this psalm every evening while her husband, my grandfather, my dad's father, was off at war. World War 1. And my dad was born in 1913, so he was a a toddler and I guess 1918 he was uh he was 5 years old when the war ended, November 11th, the 11th hour of the 11th month of of 18 of 1918. Anyway, she read this psalm, and so I read it, and I thought, "Wow, this is a good psalm." But it wasn't until I started memorizing it and really meditating on it and thinking about all the promises that are here that uh, it it became just one. I guess my my it's the longest passage I've memorized since Bible college, and maybe as long as any one that Bob Gilbert had me memorize. But anyway, I remember he had memorized one psalm that I thought was pretty pretty much. But I memorized I stopped wearing a watch after that because I kept looking at my watch going, when am I going to get this thing done? But anyway, I wasn't working in Bible college so I had plenty of time to memorize stuff. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. I think that's a choice, you know. Uh, where, Where do you spend your time? Do you spend your time with the Lord? Um... I spend a lot of time with the Lord um, because, as I've told you before, I lost my wife six and a half years ago. Uh, my kids are grown; they they check on me every day. But still, they uh, they uh, I, I'm, I spend a lot of time alone. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You come by my house and it's under the shadow of the Almighty or at least I'd like to think so. There's some quid pro quo here. And quid means this for that. Quid pro for this for pro quo. That. This for that. And the quid is what we do and the quo is what God does for us. And the quid is very little for the great blessings of Psalm 91 that he gives us. So here we go. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I, I would say that's the quid is he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. the quo the the this for that, maybe I should say in English the this is he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, the that, this for that, the that is, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, there's another quid here. This, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God and Him will I trust. Trusting the Lord is... uh, You know, it's probably like jumping out of airplanes. It's not so easy the first time. But after a while, you just, you know, you can't wait to get out of that airplane. Because parachutes, they don't fit like tuxedos. I'll tell you that in airborne school. They're pretty tight and uncomfortable. But, anyway, it was great on the way down. Um, So, so far we've got two, uh, this, two, two quid. He that dwelleth, in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. You know, that could be be both. Uh, You know, He's he's our fortress and He's our uh, refuge. He's our God, in Him will I trust. The I trust part of it sounds like, you know, something that we're responsible to do. But so far, this hasn't been too much. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High and putting our trust in the Lord. And for that, He's our refuge, our fortress, our God, and more. It looks like from verse 3, I've done verse 1 and 2, so from verse 3 to 8, these are all blessings if we will just trust in the Lord. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, which, poetically, I think that would be Satan. Uh, Satan is not omnipresent or omniscient or anything like that. But um, he, has, he has a third of the angels to help him. And speaking of angels, they are definitely on our side here. Um, two-thirds of them, I guess. Uh, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Um, this is 2020, and and I had to give up watching the news. Conservative, liberal, all news... Altogether, because they are just screaming. <laughs> Every the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and I just I, I can't take it anymore. So it's COVID, it's the election, it's you know just this, that, and the other thing, on and on and on. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. This this COVID is very loud and we'll see how history records it when the dust settles, but it is definitely the loudest thing in my lifetime. I mean, I remember when Kennedy was shot, it was loud for a while, but not for, I mean, pretty soon it's going to be a whole year and and there's no ebb in the noise, but I've had I've known two people that have, that have had it, and they both recovered. And you can you know say you know a hundred people that you know died of it. I don't. Um, and I used to travel and still do travel in pretty big circles. My school, uh, close to 900 Facebook friends or whatever I got. My classmates at West Point, all these people, and they're getting up there in age. Anyway. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. There's, you know, if you were a little chicken or a little duck or something, you hang around mom uh, with a crowd of little baby ducks. And they're all rubbing on, you know, they're they're very close together. (laughs) Excuse me. It won't be until they get older that they uh, can spread out a little bit. But he shall cover thee with his feathers. That's, you know, what Jesus said, I would have covered you with my feathers, but you would not. And uh, as he came to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I think that was on his last visit, right before he was crucified, because he knew what was coming. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wing shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. So, everyone, I'd most People know what a shield is, at least English-speaking people, and I doubt there's too many people that don't speak English that are listening to this. But a shield is a, a shield is something you protect yourself with, and a buckler is a, a, a specialized shield. I'll just leave it at that. Somebody told me it was a small shield. I, I really don't know. I've seen some pretty small ones, but knights and stuff when they're wearing armor, maybe. But anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I've got this. Um, Anyway, this cough. Uh, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Man, that's pretty sweet. I, I can rest in that. Um, nor the arrow that flieth by day. Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. A lot of people are afraid of COVID right now. Nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. You know, we had riots in cities in 2020. A lot of destruction out there, a lot of very unhappy people, in some of our major cities, and um, but there are also some pretty brave people there. I saw a guy um, walk down the street. His ex-marine, and he walked down the street in one of these major cities carrying an American flag, and they Antifa followed him back to his house and. Threatened him and said they were going to burn down his house and all this kind of stuff. I'll tell you what. I went out, I I, I raised my dad's flag immediately or put it out in front of my house, and uh, it it was uh, not in too good a shape, and so I I replaced it. And I I've just personally decided I'm going to fly a flag at my house, uh, the United States of America flag outside my house for the rest of my life. Um, but um. Not nor the pestilence that walketh by in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. And I, I write this to my son on birthday cards and you know all the the good things that are going to come if you make the Lord your 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 Lord, and you put your trust in him, all the good things come about. If you dwell in the secret place of the Most High and And in him will you trust? Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Um, My son's a police officer, and um, he sees some things that that I have never seen and never hoped to see. Um, And I'm not saying all these people are wicked that, that it happens to, but. Some of them are uh, not very nice people. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, it's just the way it is. And maybe, well, when the Lord comes and establishes his government, the millennium, we won't have to worry about this foolishness. But anyway, he, uh, man, I, I hope he doesn't end up like some of the people that that he uh, sees. Let me... Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Okay, here's another thing that we should do. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. So again, it's it goes back to uh, the living under the shadow of the Almighty. Um, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the... It, dwelling and trusting, so far, is all we got to do. Dwell and trust in the Lord. And we get all these blessings and all these promises. And uh, now verse 10, it, it, I think this is my favorite part right here. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague, like COVID, come nigh thy dwelling, nigh my house. We just read one uh, the other day that said, with food and raiment, therewith be content. A couple of podcasts go, with food and raiment, therewith be, be content. And I'm going, hey, I need a dwelling. You know, I need a house. I told you jungle school said dwelling is pretty high up there on your, uh, you know, shelter is pretty high up there on your survival list. Definitely in Alaska, I mean, I could make a snow cave. I learned how to do that. My company commander did it until uh, one of my privates went out to relieve himself and crushed through the top of his uh, snow cave that he built. But anyway, uh, if you can get something down to 32 degrees, it's balmy in alaska i mean that's t-shirt weather without a wind or anything it's it's very dry uh dry cold but anyway um but here it says uh it sounds like we can have a dwelling (laughs) and be content i you know maybe we should just be content with food and clothing but i haven't well in the army i did without dwellings quite a bit but um there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. I told you three years ago, a lady pulled out in front of me. I don't remember the accident. I have no. The first thing I remember is waking up in the ambulance. And I think they put me to sleep pretty quick. I do, do remember they were talking about my ankle, my dislocated ankle. That... That same day, the doctor was considering amputating my foot. Um, but I guess I'll start at the bottom and work up. Um, I, I broke, I sh- shattered my ankle. I had to tell together with, I think, twelve pieces of uh, two plates and ten screws, as I recall. There's still one in, in there. I had the screws re- removed because I just didn't have a range of motion, and I still don't. So, those. Three surgeries altogether on my ankle. Um, fractured my femur above my left knee. That that healed. My knee doctor said, "Don't worry about it. It'll just grow back together." Uh, shredded my left bicep and massive rotator cuff repair. That had to be that that shoulder surgery had to be performed. That was uh, I had three surgeries on my ankle and one on my shoulder. Um, I I broke my my neck. I broke my neck. I mean my my headmaster was there when the when the doctor was screaming at me to quit moving around in the in the hospital because I mean, I was in a bed, but I was uh, visiting my friends and and whatever, but um he said, "You broke your neck. I do remember a doctor screaming that at me and and showing me the CAT scan of the C7 broken, if you can picture a chicken neck. One of those vertebrae. If you've ever eaten chicken necks, I haven't eaten one recently, but I used to eat them when I was a kid. But uh, I was the chicken neck guy. But it was, there was a spinal cord right through the middle of it, the white spinal cord, and and uh, I could see that white spinal cord. The the, the C7 had broken, broken vertically and uh, spread apart, and there was the white spinal cord right there, and it definitely got my attention. Um, what happened was this lady went through the intersection in front of me, I assume. Well, that's what I was told. I slammed into the side of her 2017 Lexus SUV and bounced off, as far as I can tell, I don't know, bounced off the side of it, probably going 40 miles an hour, which was what the traffic was doing in rush hour on the way to work. I left at 6 in the morning before 6, closer to 20 to 6, just so I could get to school on time and it wouldn't be stop and go on the turnpike. So just to get it, I could get to school a lot quicker if I could beat that big time bumper-to-bumper morning traffic. But anyway, um, I tell people this, and they go, "You're lucky to be alive," or they say, "It's a miracle." I prefer that one because again, I keep saying that. that, You know, the alternative for me is is uh, eternal life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So that uh, not not to be. I, I would. I'm willing and rather be absent body and present with the Lord, as the Apostle Paul said. But um, God got work for me to do, it, and I'll do it as long as He wants me to do it. But it was a miracle, and I think that that, that my spinal cord wasn't broken. That, that there were angels surrounding me, holding me, holding my neck together. Not to mention the firemen that came and put the neck brace on me and put the backboard on me and all this other stuff, because. Breaking your neck is like breaking your back. It's just, it's pretty much just a little higher up. Anyway, but listen to these angels. I think they're guarding our dwelling. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. They will be on guard duty in all thy ways. So they go with you when you take off in your car or on your. Motorcycle. They shall bear thee up with their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Or you're flying into the side of a 2017 Lexus SUV. Thou shalt tread upon, well, that's the angels are, are, maybe they're off duty here, but maybe they're still here. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because you got these angels, you know, you got a gang, you got a posse of angels. Um, I, I'll tell you the first time I fall, and I've, I've fallen a couple times, uh, one time pretty bad, got pretty cut up, a couple times, I guess, but not since I read Psalm 91, not since I memorized it. And the first time I fall, uh, having read Psalm 91, I'm going to say, hey, you know, if you don't want me to tell the Lord on you, you better, you know, do a better job. I don't want to take a nosedive in the bathroom or in the tub or wherever. Uh, you gotta you gotta keep me upright. Okay, here's one more, here's the last, well no, uh, there's two more quid for the, all the good quo. Quid pro quo. This for that. Verse 14 because that because he has set his love upon me. Okay, what do you gotta do? You gotta dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Um, you got to make the Lord your refuge and your fortress and basically uh, trust in Him, verse 2. Verse 9, because He hath made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. So again, you're making the Lord your habitation. He makes His habitation inside of us. The believer is indwelt by the Holy Spirit the moment they repent of their dead works and put their faith in God, Hebrews 6.1 they have eternal life and they have the sealing of the holy spirit and it it's it will never be taken away from you so okay because he, he hath made um uh, the most high thy habitation because he has set his love upon me okay you got to trust the lord you got to love the lord and you got to dwell with the lord that seems like a pretty small price for for all this good um, quo. Let's review the quo real quick. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty? Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. He shall. He shall be. He. Sh- his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon Shall thou trample under feet. Now that's all the quo, the the, the quid. What we need to do. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Okay, we need to dwell in the secret place of the Most High because he has set, because he hath made his Lord his refuge. Even the Most High is habitation, refuge, and habitation where you, where you live, I guess, in spiritually speaking, with with the Lord, because he has set his love upon me. I I gotta say I was. You know, it says not that we love him, but that he loved us and gave himself for us. But I, I got it. I, when I trusted Christ, when I repented of my dead works, November of '72, six months after my brother had been killed in Vietnam, I went to that Bible study, hating God, trying to disrupt that Bible study. How can you? G- how could Jesus be the answer when there's a whole world does believe him, What about all the good people that never heard of him? And now my answer to that for you that have that opinion or that question, seek and ye shall find. It's a promise. I was seeking and I found. I think all the believers were seeking and they found. And we're created, we have a free will. We're not robots. And God, you know, if you don't want to seek, then I don't think you have to find. But anyway, some more... um well, after, because thou hast set his love upon me, here's some quote, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. And this is the last thing we need to do in verse 15. He shall call upon me. You know, I got trapped on the roof. I told you the story. And I called upon the Lord. I said, wait a minute. You said, call upon me in a day of trouble and I will deliver you. I'm, I'm playing that card right now, Lord. I need help. And my... I told you this story my my uh, neighbor across the street took off and he came back and I he heard me yelling and came over to my house and got me off my you know held the ladder so I could get down I just couldn't transition from the the leaning ladder and the leaning roof because of my bad ankle I didn't feel confident in doing it and uh, he held the ladder and I climbed down but um, you got to call upon the Lord and uh I I think I have a pretty good track record of that. When I'm in a between a rock and a hard place, I haven't told you about the time I was attacked by a pit bull, riding my bike and pulled off my bike, and uh, that's a that's a story to tell. But um, I remember when the dog was running beside me and snapping at me. I said, my prayer was, Lord, where are you? And uh, I heard nothing in response to God, nothing. But I won the fight um the owner came out and secured the dog and all i did was get a bite on the leg and uh and a great story that i have told and retold many times to my students but but i called upon the lord you know kind of maybe not the best prayer god where are you but i I had this dog with big jaws snapping at my leg and i was riding a recumbent bike which is pretty low to the ground so i felt very exposed and he did Finally, get a hold of my leg, and and uh, I don't want to tell you the whole story. But anyway, uh, he that calleth upon me, I will answer him. Hey, yes, no, maybe, and wait, are answers. Okay, so you know, Jesus said, "Have a father, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done." It was three times he prayed that in the garden, the night he was betrayed, the night before he was crucified, and the Lord said going to the cross. But I think he was teaching us to pray. But anyway, he shall call he shall call upon me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him. I'm pretty close to being satisfied. 3 score and 10. Sorry folks, but uh, I could, you know, David was 3 score and 10 and, and full of years it says. So, but if he wants me to go 80 or whatever he's got, I, I, whatever, it's up to him. Not my will, but your will be done. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Okay, at the end of your long life, and you're satisfied with your long life, and you get to heaven, guess what God's going to do? He's going to show you. He's going to give you a tour of his salvation. What a what a deal! And what did we do? We dwelt in the secret place of the Most High. We, um, my God, in Him will I trust. I put my trust in Him. I did that for salvation a long time. Now I'm doing it for a lot of other things: hurricanes, COVID, whatever. Because Thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, Thy habitation. Again, dwelling with the Lord. I guess, spiritually speaking, spending time with Him, talking to Him, memorizing His Word. I know you've got, you know, you've got uh, kin and family that you need to pay attention to and and, and all of that. I understand that. But but uh, you could carve out a little time for memorizing Scripture or something like that. And there's some of you that could, or like me, and can carve out a lot of time. Because He hath set His love upon me, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Well, there's Psalm 91. Um, I guess I would call it the, the quid pro quo psalm because there's so so little quid and so much quo. There's so little this and so much that. This for that and uh and it's all spiritual, pretty much and um it's uh you know, I was just reading something about Ecclesiastes, which is I, I think i I did one of these podcasts on Ecclesiastes, podcast number 20 um, and I told you that it's not my favorite book, but I'll tell you what it's all about it van- life is vanity, life is vanity, life it's vanity, it's vanity, vanity. Under the sun, which is a phrase throughout the entire book of Ecclesiastes. Google it for yourself. It's like 40 times in there. Under the sun, under the sun. If we're living for the things under the sun, this is not under the sun. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My, my God and Him will I trust. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. This is not under the sun. This is a spiritual thing we're talking about here. And really, only what's done for the Lord will last. And I was thinking about it. You know, What under the sun will, will... There'll be a new heaven and a new earth at the end of the millennium. And the only thing that we can do that lives on in eternity in one of two places, either heaven or hell, is people. So t- things we do for people, kindnesses, help, uh, sharing Christ, um, these are things that are not in vain. But wealth and position and security, you know, financial security, and all these things that we spend so much of our time on. There are eternal rewards. You will be judged for the good and bad that you do at the judgment seat of Christ if you're a a believer, and you'll be judged for your good and bad that you've done for punishment in hell at the great white throne. There are two very important judgments there. But you'll only be judged once. You'll either be judged at the great great white throne at the end of the millennium or you'll be judged at the judgment seat of Christ uh, either during the tribulation or whenever you get to heaven you'll be judged for the good and bad that you did and that's straight up and i need to be more uh i need to do more better on the the judgments the eternal judgments but i've talked about them a little bit you got christ judged on the cross Number two, judgment of Jews during the tribulation. So those are separated by 2,000 years at least. And then while the Jews are being judged in the second judgment during the tribulation, the, the third judgment, which is the judgment seat of Christ in heaven for the church. Then you've got seven years after the tribulation. Well, the tribulation lasts seven years. At the end of the tribulation, you've got the judgment of the nations to populate uh, the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth with believers, the, those that aren't believers that have that have turned the 144,000 in and done all this stuff for the Antichrist, they go with him into the lake of fire for a thousand years, and then we have the thousand-year reign of Christ, and then the fifth, the fifth judgment is the judge is the great white throne at the end, and that's for punishment in hell for 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 those that did not um, seek and did not find. But if you seek, you will find, so that's up to you. And uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So hopefully you're getting something out of this. And I will say adios, which means to God. And I will say vaya con Dios, which means go with God.